Welcome to the Next Generation Podcast, where we help business owners connect to their profits and earn their freedom. Join us as we discuss ways you can grow your small business, build your wealth, and help others along the way. Here's your host, Dan Cotton. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation People and Profits podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are talking about the concept of choosing who you do business with and why that is so important as a business and as a company that has clients that you then pick and choose who you do business with on behalf of your clients and why that becomes such an important aspect of your decision-making process and how we can make better decisions that are going to be better for our business in the long run, increase retention, and overall in the end make us more money. So what are some of the things we need to factor in when we're thinking about who it is we do business with and why we do business with them? And in the cheer world, oftentimes it can feel like there are not a lot of options of who it is that we do business with. It can be very, very challenging for us and sometimes it can feel like our options are limited. But there are a number of providers of a variety of services out there and there are reasons to go with different ones. And I'm not gonna sit here and give you my recommendations. In fact, I'm gonna really avoid to talk uh, too specifically about any particular one company. I am gonna use some examples uh, because I'm currently in Florida again. I'm actually at the D2 Summit with our teams. And so I'm gonna use some examples around Disney as a business, but I'm gonna try and avoid cheer specific companies uh, as much as I can because I don't want to speak negatively or illly of anyone. I may use examples from my experiences without necessarily referencing particular companies and or their products. So first and foremost, the number, the, the first thing we need to consider is cost. And that is a huge factor in determining who you do business with. Who is charging you a reasonable amount? And this becomes obviously important because we're a business and we need to be profitable. And choosing companies that help us increase our profits or make it so we can profit becomes very, very important. So in the cheer industry, in the cheer world, uh, you know, you all know that there are a variety of companies that provide choreography services and many of them are fantastic but some of them have costs that make things a little bit prohibitive as a client to be able to use their services especially if you're a smaller program or a smaller team when you work with a a company or a choreographer that maybe charges a flat rate for it. I charge this much money for a routine whether you have 10 people on the team or 25 people on the team. Well, I mean, simple math, if you're paying $2,500 for a routine and you're dividing that $2,500 amongst 12 athletes versus dividing that amongst 25, it's a big difference for your athletes on the front end. And so you then oftentimes can't, you either have the choice of you pass that on to your 12 clients or you don't have a profit margin built into your choreography fees. And that's not something I would ever recommend. You should have profit margins built into everything, but you have to potentially forego that if you use that company services. 
And so the first thing you have to consider is, can I afford this product and does it make financial sense? Not, is it great? Because there are all sorts of things out there in the world that are great, that cost a lot of money and don't make sense because they cost more money than it is the value that they bring to you. Uh, I use this example all the time when I talk about cars. I'm not a car guru. You're not gonna find me driving a white Range Rover. That's one of uh, some of my athletes, it's a joke with them. A white Range Rover because I don't care. I drive a 2008 Honda Pilot that is fully paid off. I have no payments on it. It runs, it gets me from A to Z. It's clean, it's nice, it does everything I need it to do. Yes, it doesn't have all the bells and whistles. It, you know, it has heated seats, it has some other things, but that's all I need. That's what I need to get me around. And so I make the same considerations from a business perspective. I wanna give my clients, I wanna pick things for my clients that they can afford, that allow me the opportunity to have a profit margin built into things and accomplishes the goal. Now, you can spend lots of money on things and have them actually not be the best product. They're just maybe the most, um, the most hot thing right now. Uh, another place people do this is in uniforms. If you look at my uniforms, um, we, uh, we have, we have rhinestones, we have glitter, we have sparkle, but we don't have a crazy amount of it. We 100% do not have the most expensive uniforms in the industry, and that's by design. And there was a point in time where we were spending an outrageous amount of money on uniforms. I mean, I'm talking crazy numbers. We were charging, I think, $550 for a uniform, and this was six years ago, so that's a lot of money, $550 for a uniform, and we had no profit margin, none. We didn't make any money off of it. So we were basically losing money because of all the time we were spending sizing and handing them out and fitting athletes and doing all that stuff. It was nearly impossible. So we were losing money on it. And we were like, this just doesn't make sense. We need to spend our money more wisely. We need to spend our clients' money more wisely. So. Think about the cost, and I I reference this with with Disney, right? That's Disney is an expensive place to go. The food's expensive, the rooms are expensive, the experience, the entire thing is is a little bit pricey, and so then you have to factor in what is this worth. So one of the Disney has all sorts of ways of creating perks and creating add-ons to make it more worth your while. They provide transportation to and from parks. Uh, they have food on site that is convenient and easy to get to. They have amenities and pools and, and housekeeping and all of those different things to try and uh, increase the value that your clients feel they're getting. But this brings me to my second point and my second consideration that you need to make when you're determining who it is you do business with. And that is how does the delivery of the product from that individual reflect upon you as a business owner? Now I'm using Disney as an example because there sometimes things go great and sometimes things don't go great. For instance, this year, 
they've changed things and they did it due to people's poor behavior is my understanding. Basically people were selling their park hopper tickets, which is actually illegal in Florida um, because they weren't getting the opportunity to use them because they were competing. Now you can see that makes sense. I don't want this thing. I don't need this thing. I'll just sell it and make a little money off of it. Um, and But people were profiting because the, the price they sell the park hopper tickets for to uh, people competing at the event is lower than someone can get it just get at a park. So they were able to sell them for actually more money than they bought them for, which uh, you can understand as a company why you wouldn't want that. Most com most gym owners would be furious if someone was using their logo to sell clothing uh, within their gym, if a parent just started doing that to make money. Or you sold them a shirt and then they heat press something onto it and then sold it for double. You know, you'd be annoyed by that. You'd tell them they couldn't do it anymore. Well, so that's basically what Disney did. They said, we're not gonna allow this. So now when you arrive, you don't get a ticket. We don't give you a physical ticket in hand. Everything has to go through the app. Well, for us, that's been a major headache because we make all of our athletes reservations. They stay as a team. They're chaperoned by our staff. It's, it's a big event for us, for our teams. And what that did was, is it created this major headache and this major snafu where yesterday we get to the parks and we probably had of our 115 kids we have here, it's actually a little less than that, probably like 105, 105 kids we have here, we had about 20 kids to include Tori, my wife and co-owner, who couldn't get into the park because the app system wasn't working right. And it had just been a major headache and a major headache for us and a major headache for parents. And it was creating additional stress. And while yes, people are, are apt to say, we know it's not your fault. At the end of the day, we are the person who's receiving the ire and they're expecting to solve the problem. And the same thing goes with rooms not being ready or rooms not being clean, which we, we had rooms not ready, but all of our rooms were clean, or buses being delayed and not being able to get where you need to go conveniently. When your clients are expecting these things and then those things are not delivered on by the company that you've given your clients money to to provide a service, it reflects poorly on you. And this could be from a perspective of who you buy apparel through or uniforms. You may have ever, you may have been in that position where you ordered uniforms, you did everything right, you submitted everything in time, you paid your balance, and then you get that email of, sorry, we're not gonna have your uniforms in time for your first competition. And now you're left trying to explain to your parents why you're gonna be competing in sports bras versus competing in uniforms that they've paid for and you've paid for and you've done everything right. And it ends up making you look not great. And that is an uncomfortable position. This could happen with competitions, competitions um, for a variety of different reasons. Or maybe they, maybe it's a competition company that cancels a competition last minute or reschedules where the venue is at or changes the pricing for parents last minute. All of these different things are things that you should be considering as you make decisions about who you do business with. And it becomes so, so important as a business owner to make smart decisions about who it is you are doing business with. I refer to this as being good stewards of my client's money. Because especially within the all-star world, my clients give me their money with the responsibility of spend this well in every aspect 
whether that be to hire great staff, spend my money well to get good staff, or buy good equipment that's gonna help train my athlete, or provide a great clean facility. All of this is being a good steward of my client's money. And I, I believe it's my job as a business owner to do that for them, to provide a service of value and do business with people who respect my clients and who are going to provide a business of value to them. They're going to provide a product on time with respect uh, and in the right way that we expect them to provide it. So that's the number two consideration. Find people who are going to deliver and deliver a great product for your client uh, with consideration for them. The last one I think is really important to consider is who brings and adds value and experience to your company. As you start to decide who it is you partner with, who it is you choose to do business with, go beyond the initial profit, go beyond the initial experience for your clients, although the two kind of are gonna tie together, and find companies and people to work with that bring an additional experience. They they augment your business. There's something that people look forward to. So if you're deciding on a choreographer, you want that choreographer to be someone that your kids look forward to working with. They look forward to getting those routines and seeing what crazy creative things that choreographer has come up with. Or when you work with music producers, you wanna work with music producers that are affordable and do all those things, but also is music that your kids are gonna be excited about and proud of. And the same thing with uniforms, a uniform company that delivers and makes beautiful uniforms that your kids are proud to wear. It's furthering that experience for them. Uh, and that's one of the reasons we like working with Disney because it allows the ability to provide an experience. It allows us to go to team dinner. It allows us to go to parks and have teams be together and bond and ride rides. And even though they're just standing in line and talking, that team building time is incredibly valuable. And so finding, and I'm using Disney as an example. There are many other examples out there, but find companies that augment your experience and add to it that then make it more likely that you're going to retain great people and great clients year over year over year. And this becomes so important because the flip side can happen if you partner with people who don't provide those great experiences and make it less enjoyable, then when you go back and use those same providers again, it makes your parents go, why or your clients wonder why it is you're choosing to partner with this company that doesn't align with their their values or their expectations or what it is that you believe in so you need to be strategic about picking companies that really augment what you do bring value to your clients and help them have a better experience overall this is something that you need to constantly be evaluating. In the cheer world, this is something we should be evaluating right now. If you're in competitive all-star cheerleading, this is something you should be looking at right now as you decide your coming season. It's going to help you make good informed decisions about who you're gonna work with in the next year. You do not have an obligation to do what you've always done because you've always done it. Now, this 
is can, can absolutely be scary. Switching, if you've used a provider for a long time, switching to a new provider of a service is an intimidating task, especially when it's like, well, it's kind of that devil I know versus devil I don't. And people will often say, I'd, I'd prefer the, the devil I know versus the devil I don't because I at least know how to control this thing. And to some extent, you know, attending Disney is, is kind of the devil I know in terms of there are some there are some real good pros and then there are some significant cons and it's hard to change because I at least I at least know this. It's comfortable for me. I can even when there are challenges, I can make adjustments and I know the system and the processes well enough that I can I can figure things out. I can get through it. Versus if I were to go to it's a little more intimidating to go to a different end of season location because I don't know it as well. I don't feel as versed. So it's it's all new and it all can be scary. But that doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to be bad. In fact, last year, uh, we were in this exact situation with our Worlds team. Uh, we have always, always stayed on Disney property when we come to end of season events. And for years, I said, I'll never do anything but that because of the convenience factor. It's just so much easier. Everything's local. I, I just it's all taken care of. I just get there. We have our rooms. It's easy. And last year we were confronted with the challenge of we didn't have a paid bid for Worlds and our team was decently big, but we had some staff members on it and some kids who were on payment plans. And it was going to be really expensive to attend Worlds that year. They'd raise the price at the Disney resorts and between flights for staff and everything else, it was just going to be more than I was comfortable charging. And so we were forced into the uncomfortable reality of, okay, we got to do something else. We got to change it up uh, by force. We didn't like it. I wasn't excited about it, but I said, this is worth it to me. Again, being good stewards of my client's money and we're going to do something different. So we got a big house with a, its own pool and all this stuff. We planned to prepare food. We bought food at Costco. We did everything ourselves. We rented vans and did the offsite experience. And I went in nervous and again it was that that situation I didn't know that was scary. I was leaving the known and the comfortable and what I'd done forever and going to something brand new. And man, was it not the greatest decision we'd ever made. That team was so close and so bonded and had so much fun. I had so much fun. Even though it was a lot of work and it was different, it was ended up being different in a good way. So if you're in that position where you're you're wondering, should I make a change? I'm not happy with this thing. Or as I went through that three-step evaluation you were just talking about, Dan, I, I realized that you know I'm not being a good steward of my client's money or my own. I'm not able to build in a profit margin for myself. Or you find that it doesn't enrich your program or that uh, they don't treat your clients well. It makes for a negative experience, right? It doesn't fit those those categories and you're gonna make a change. Write down those things that concern you and also figure out what, did it, what is the problem you're trying to solve. And if this new venture, this new approach solves it, great. Now figure out what those shortcomings are going to be and then mitigate those. Work to create plans to make sure you've taken care of those problems on the front end and you've tried to anticipate any potential challenges, any potential things that are going to come up that are going to trip you up. They're going to be those crabs that kind of pull you down and, and ne negatively impact your experience or your client's experience. 
you do those things and you will those changes will be less intimidating and more likely to go off without a hitch so that's my two cents on deciding who it is you do business with and why it is so important i encourage you take that time assess those things because you will find that as you start to hone in why is it that you do business with certain companies you will learn one you'll learn how to be a better business for your clients you'll learn how to deliver a better product which will increase your profitability and increase your overall success with your program you'll oftentimes find ways where you can trim your costs and increase your profits and you will hopefully in the end end up happier with happier clients more retention, more returning individuals who want to keep working with you because they know that you're making good decisions with the money that they give you to provide the best experience for them and their kids and their, your, their athletes. It's just going to build your program in the long run as you decide who you do business with. And I, I will tell you, I've, I've already kind of mentioned on it, I'm going back down a tangent here, but doing business with the wrong people can put you in a really bad way and can negatively impact your overall success. Okay, we had uh, some of our few negative Google reviews that are completely accurate. We have some that were not super accurate uh, due to some negative parents many, many years ago. But one of the accurate ones is people complained about not receiving their cheer backpack. And it's because we made a bad decision to go away from someone we'd always used before because we thought we could get do something cheaper and do something sparklier and better, but a little bit cheaper. And we didn't really have the systems in place and we didn't test it and, and stress test it and make sure it was going to work. And then they ended up not being delivered and not being ordered in time. And it was just a total mess. And we had people who were still mad about it years later because they never got the right backpack. And they ended up getting a cheaper backpack that we did kind of as a... Uh, oh crud, we got to get out of this situation. So we got a cheap backpack from a local vendor and it just wasn't, people weren't excited about it. People were mad and they carried that grudge. <clears throat> and it was all because we decided to do business with someone that we hadn't vetted and didn't know and it didn't work out for us. So think about all of those things as you are planning for who it is you work with, what it is you do and how those people are going to bring value to your business, it is so critical to make sure that those people are bringing value, they're adding something to your program, and overall they're increasing your profitability and making your life easier, right? That, that company you do business with should make your life easier, not more difficult. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Next Generation People and Profits podcast. I really appreciate your time. If you know of an owner who would get something great out of this episode, make sure you share it with them. Like, subscribe, download, and share these episodes. And we're going to be coming to you with some, some new episodes next week. We're going to be getting back to some interviews now that Worlds and All-Star Worlds and Summit is ending. Can't wait to see you on the next one. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Next Generation, Connecting People and Profits podcast. If you love this content, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and head over to our website to sign up for our emails with tips and tricks on how to grow your business.